Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. I gotta tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're in Colorado, or in Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, or right here in sweet Virginia, sign up today to receive a special offer. Risk-free $1,000 sports bet. New users can also take advantage of WinBet's bet $1, win $100 offer. Simply place $1 on the spread, money line, or total of any college football or NFL game and have a shot at making $100. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, win bigger, and let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older and present in state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. Darius mentioned it. I haven't played a down of football. Am yeah. I out of line in saying that I could point out the mic pre-snap? You could probably like, point out that, the mic. Like, does that that would garner some respect if I'm like, Depends hey, Mike's 52. Defense. Mike's 52. Yeah, you could probably. Yeah, that would garner some respect. Okay. I think it's probably surprising to Darius that you didn't play football. I think he probably thought you were one of my former yeah, I, teammates looking that, at you. For sure. Last week, lightning for like six hours. This week, bad injuries and overtime. We're here at like 1 a.m. again. Yeah, it's uh, it's your today. It is your today. Uh, we just wrapped watching that uh, Pittsburgh-Seattle game, and uh, my goodness, we were on the same thing. We'll talk about that in a second. So that was quite the experience. We should do that more. Bet on the same game, hang out together like friends. Yeah, you say, uh, I'll ride with you on that one. I'll double play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of deal. That was uh, that was exhilarating and, and nice to be on the winning side with you. Yeah. Uh, Platteville, Wisconsin. Hello! Yeah, that's the that's where the kid took the knee instead of spiking the Some football. Some folks in Platteville are... Uh, Explain to people what happened. ...in need of a shout today. Uh, you, Wisconsin, Platteville, yeah. D3 or thereabouts... Uh, down one in field goal range. Quarterback runs up to the line to spike the ball to stop the clock, kick the game-winning field goal. Instead of spiking it, he kneels with no timeouts, and the clock runs out. Excruciating to see. Like hollow Legitimately, man. yeah, we just give the hollow man out right now. It's that guy who we're not going to give his name. We're not going to make him searchable. We don't want, you know. Better days are ahead. Better days are ahead. And the good news is, didn't know there was a Platteville. Right. So you Putting got them on that the map. I mean, my God, dude, there was a guy There was like the incredulous play-by-play guy and the color commentator was screaming over him. And then there was the moment the kid, I just felt bad for him, dude. I just felt bad for him. But hey, kid, at least you're not doing fake huddles while mic'd up under a spy cam on national television. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a while, I think. Hey, tonight's 
this morning's uh, week sixes. Week sixes layup line. Is going to be Put Me In Coach by one of those bands from the uh, the 80s. Like the Outfield or something? Was it? Is that a real? Uh, John Fogarty. It's called Centerfield. Oh, it's John Fogarty. Oh, it's it's, it's Centerfield. Centerfield by John Fogarty. Yeah, Put yeah. Me In Coach. I just said the Outfield <laughs> because of the baseball thing. We knew it was Fogarty. What a fucking poser I would be at a John Fogarty concert, huh? You know, Fogarty was in that uh, Credence Clearwater revival. I know, but if I went to one of his solo like tours and I just was out there like, when's he going to play Put Me In, Coach? This came up at some point in the last several hours, maybe the live stream. I thought uh, Jimi Hendrix was in, um, what the hell band were we talking about? Pink Floyd? Pink Floyd. No. I thought Jimi Hendrix was in Pink Floyd. Stop it, I swear, dude. I swear to God. I swear to God. It's a blind spot for me. Good music is a blind spot for me. <laughs> it's kind of one of the biggest blind spots in the world you could ever have. I thought... Not just good music, but then like you... All right, easy on the laughter back there, fellas. We're going to listen you, to we're going to listen Dark Side of the Moon this week, okay? Okay, I had no idea they were from England, my my favorite country. Do you country. know a Jimi Hendrix song? Can you name one? Yeah. Ooh, you could be stepping in it. No, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, no, give me a Jimi Hendrix song. Yeah, no, Jimi Hendrix. There's one. No, no, no. See if you I think you're going to I think you're going to you're going to trick yourself here. Hands up. I'm yeah. not typing anything. Mm-hmm. Jimi Hendrix. Um oh, um because listen, um Prince is Purple Rain. Yeah. And Jimi Hendrix is uh the way Studio J looks most of the time. Ha- hazy? Close. Purple Haze. Purple Haze. You got it. I thought you were going to go uh, all along the watchtower and I was going to then tell you it was not his song is Bob's. It's Bob Dylan's song. Um, so we're con- on it. Congratulations. Thank you, you are on it. You are on it. Uh, but yeah, put me in, coach. <laughs> Classic <laughs> John Fogarty song. How do you go from like some of those CCR deep cuts to that one? Like go from effigy to like put me in, coach. Effigy. Wow. Yeah. Right. I'm saying, like, have you ever seen the rain? Oh, right. More, I was giving you a mainstream. deep cut. That's yeah. why I said deep cuts. Yeah. Yeah. Cam Newton, he says, put me in, coach. He says, put me the fuck in, coach. I, I got the needle uh, and I'm ready to uh, to go play. The COVID vaccine, to be the clear. COVID vaccine. Yep. yep. So I just read that. It must have been strategically dropped during like the fourth quarter of the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> game. I'm just telling you, dude. Like, hey. No doubt about it. I think it out. might have been even before Sunday night. But you're right. Gino and Big Ben. This is when I drop it. If there was a time to drop it, it would have been during that <laughs> game. Get the most and by eyes. the way, Gino played well. Played pretty well and lit live stream, dude. Somebody asked, would you rather have Big Ben or Gino the rest of the year? And I'm like, you know, when you're doing a live stream, you're kind of blind. You're just you're, you're like on Twitter, but you can't see the replies because <laughs> I don't have my laptop open. And I kind of I posited that maybe just off of durability and the principle of that. Like, I'd want Geno on that alone, but he put up 20 points on what is definitely a better defense than the one that Ben was seeing. The weaponry, obviously, probably slanted just a touch, maybe in the direction of, uh, of Geno, but I thought Geno was pretty good tonight, especially late, and it was T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt, who shined. I mean, it was clear to us, especially in overtime, that the Steelers don't trust Big Ben, and Big Ben doesn't trust Big Ben. That's right. 5.7 yards per attempt. I mean, it's dink and dunk city 
receiving for the Steelers. He got it to Deontay Johnson nine times, but Najee Harris, seven targets again. Friar Muth was a easy dump off all yeah. night long. And and they were bailed out by the defense. To be fair, like Seattle ran a, like a bubble screen on third and ten late in the game, so it wasn't like Seattle was taking shots with Geno, uh, you know. And uh, I joked that that was kind of like Pittsburgh's defense swarmed it because they see it in practice every day. Anytime they go to third down and P- Pittsburgh's running their shit, it's a fucking swing pass or it's a bubble screen or something, you know, uh, with no ambition at all. And so my thing is, like, when you look at a Cam Newton, I'm not saying they should sign him and just take Ben off the field week seven or whatever it is, but I'm just saying that at some point you might need a serviceable veteran quarterback. And you might need a a package that, you know, you can get into some power run formation stuff and give the other team something to practice all week. To have Cam Newton, like, not only can he – play quarterback if you want to move on from Ben at some juncture this year, but he can also give you a package to run or a multitude of, of things to run that are going to keep opposing defenses up all week. And the more you're practicing against, you know, read game and that sort of thing, those wrinkles take up meeting time uh, on everything else you're doing. So it's less time you're prepping for, you know, you running your plays. Either of those teams make the playoffs, Pittsburgh or Seattle. Pittsburgh's three and three. Seattle's now two and four without Russ for another few weeks. Outside looking in, huh? I think Pittsburgh's got a better shot. I, I, you know, I'm still until they get the quarterback thing figured out. I'm not really afraid of them making a run. It's actually incredible that they're the team that beat the Bills week one. Yeah, that's one of those week one uh, things. Dude. It's a week one thing. But T.J. Watt, awesome rusher, but also an awesome like football player. You talk about things that he did in like a three-play span. I saw like he stands up, Gerald Everett throws him in the C-gap, makes a play in the D-gap, forces the ball to bounce. Um, you know, he beats a puller in, in, in a G-pull uh, play-action scheme. Like he's instinctive. He looks inside. He knows that because of the depth of that guard pulling towards him that it's a pass play and he's able to knife up the field. Like he's not just athletic. He doesn't just win rushes, but he's very – instinctive and he plays a complete game and then he drops in coverage all that stuff and when the game's on the line it's not even his best rush that wins the game for them it's him reading 95 getting vertical and it's high smith on the other side albeit late reading that play action and forcing gino up in the pocket and tj just wraps so really cool to see him work in prime time that's about half the reason i'm watching that game at that juncture Hey, Freddie Swain. Shout out to Freddie Swain. Good Lord, dude. DK Metcalf catches it on the sideline, fumbles, clock's running, no timeouts. It's like 11 seconds to go. Into regulation, and Freddie Swain gets gets everybody going. Assist from Russ, running out onto the field, made sure he got into the shot. He also Good on was you, in Russ. the um, coin toss. And then go trots out <laughs> to, for the overtime coin toss, makes a tails call, <laughs> says we want the ball, yeah. picks up the coin, tosses th- it to the official. No look. Goodness gracious. And then, and then does look back after the fact to make sure he got it. Probably a little wink in there. But Freddie Swain. You're on one about Russ tonight. Hey, Freddie Swain, I mean, I, I, I get it. They, yeah, they it lose the game ultimately. It would have been a game ball, and it would have been a, you know, it could have been a hollow man. No doubt if about not it. For Freddie Swain. Yeah, DK, DK was trying to say I was down. Know what was going on, <laughs> right. dude? No, like great shitty game. One of those classic great shitty games. This was a this was made for prime time. Myers hits the forty three yarders, sent yep. it to overtime. There's a punt, punt, the Geno fumble, and then Boswell wins it. Seattle, 
they're the worst plane ride, dude. Doesn't get any worse than that. Like, it is, well, it could be worse if they were flying east, but either way, it sucks. Long. Long. Nighttime. Nighttime. Pete Carroll got Jordan Peterson Pete Carroll's on the plane running up to two dozen different guys with the with an iPad saying yeah. chewing gum it's like hey man loud trying to sleep viral pandemic yeah aerosol is coming off the gum tough tough plane ride that's my worst worse than Miami because at least you 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 were hung over because you were out in London the night before and I just want to say this off the top. Uh, Bevel Conway this week, of course, given to the most beautiful football scene on the weekend. Uh, it was hard. The whole weekend was, t- was tough to... No, I think there was, there was a point in the 1 p.m. today where I was looking at you know Chiefs and the football team who you don't like their get-ups, but I don't mind them. I don't. Uh, you know, I'm looking at the Chargers and the Ravens, who that was gorgeous. I, you know, not much can make purple pop like you know those brilliant Chargers aways. Which you don't love as much as I do, but I, I love them. I'm just a little bit of, hey, this is the greatest uniform I've ever seen. Fatigue, the white, white, yellow, not my favorite of those combos. Oh, I love that. I love that. But the best is the is the Bears. The Bears throwbacks are maybe the best in football. Like definitely the best non Charger uh, uniforms in football. Um, they're gorgeous, man. They are absolutely gorgeous. That's the thing. The Chargers need a good complement, and they don't always have it. I'm with you on the Bears unis and going against the classic Packers. It was beautiful. Handsome. It was beautiful. So I'm just going to give it out right now to Packers, Bears. Okay. Still playing on a grass field, unlike a lot of these sellout uh, stadiums. You'll be at some dog shit new sterile complex. And where was that, that piece of land they bought in Chicago? Arlington Heights. Yeah, you'll be in Arlington Heights. The Chicago Bears of Arlington Heights, man. Silver medalist for me. I'll go Raiders, Broncos. Broncos went Navy on yeah. Navy. They don't wear that Navy very often. That's helmet and, and shirt. They went with the white pants. That was a good look. The theme today, a lot of so-so games, man. Just being honest with you and then the way, you know, London. But I do like the London thing. Oh. I like waking up and there being a football game. I'm on. not parking in that garage. I, really? Well, I made the mistake of watching that game. It's like, a warm-up, all of dude. It. It's nice to be watching one game where everybody's sharing the experience, even if it's Jags, Dolphins, which, good Lord, everybody's watching at the same time. We don't get to do that if it's not late at night. You know what I mean? Like, that's very rare that we get to watch one game same time in the NFL. I just assume people looked at it on the on the sports app, check in on the score no, at 11 a.m. I'm watching it. I'm watching yeah, it. Yeah, and I did today, donuts. too. It was just too much. No, I like it. I'm, I'm with it as a player. I would not like it playing there or you know living there being a london-based team oh oh yeah no i like there's no shade on I london like, no i love london so jacksonville got their first win they're off the schneid right and by the way the eagles have the dolphins pick uh next year as well as the indy pick so at the moment eagles have two eight and nine in the 2022 yeah, NFL dude. draft yeah dude how he's like just get me there Three more slot receivers <laughs> just get me, okay and and you and you wonder why people when you say Hertz is not necessarily the future there. I mean, you tell me if what you've seen so far is like, and I love Jalen Hurts, but we just don't know yet, and they've got maybe three top ten picks. Another spot where they don't know if they have the guy, Miami and Tua. You're damn right, and that's who Jacksonville got off the schneid with today. I live bet the uh, Jags, and I got to tell you, Taylor. That's a rush. Um, Congrats to Taylor. That's great. Only Jags fan in America. I could really 
empathize for a little bit with what it was like to be a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. Just a lot of things fucked up happen. Anytime you take one step forward, y'all take two steps backwards. It's just a thing y'all do. And I think you probably get used to it. Um, that, that young lady at the bar took a couple of steps backward into, into Urban Meyer about a week or, week or two back. Let him tell it. But yeah, no, Taylor, he had like his Jacksonville Jaguar shirt on on Zoom earlier and he was lamenting, you know, what was going on in TV and he was he was fantasizing about other teams. He was talking out loud about fantasies with other teams, like maybe a Raiders or, you know, like a Cleveland Browns, that type of thing. He's talking all that mess about he's going to jump ship. He shows up with a different Jaguar shirt on to, to work today, dude. He's got multiple Jaguar shirts. The guy has an entire closet full of jaguar shit sorry dude you're a lifer you've come this far and by the way the jaguars play pretty well at home when they're at home they play they play pretty well well they they finally got out of wembley Wembley. that's what they needed um no what hotspur 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 palace where they roll the the field out it's crazy with the, and yeah. they got their guy uh, Jarvo 69 you to run onto that. the field. You, you love the streaker. That was so good because he's not he, a streaker. He's he a, was just, clothed. Yeah. yeah. But he was dapping up the D line. D line was dapping back. Just a much chiller vibe over there. Yeah, it is. Security was like, all right, mate. This guy evidently does this with uh, cricket. Yeah. But like yeah. when he went on the cricket field on the pitch out there, they really thought he was one of the guys. I love it because he, he got the wrong Jaguars got, jersey today. Well, listen, <laughs> he went with the teal. Amazing and easily identifiable today but when he was out there with the cricket he was standing up there at bat for a second like people were milling around like who's up next i this wish there's eighty thousand people in the stands dude. i wish he would have gone into a three-point stance there for, uh, for a little bit cowboy I, uh, said he would uh he would rush a field for the cowboy pod. reed said that for the pod that he would rush a field cowboy what field would you rush oh denver for sure for free you would get winded as hell and then get banned for life you're okay with that yeah, man, worth it. And then they would know how much I love them, and then they'd be like, oh, come back, man. I don't that's think high. that's how it works, Cowboy, but, at but all. F- again, for the pod, so you're going to have to be wearing like... Like a green light pod. Yeah, you know? love is love. Yeah, you love know? is no, love. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, sure. Ma- that, we, we don't need making branding right now. We need green light pod branding. I don't know, Reed, if it works that way, but I'll... We'll fly to Denver if you want. I'll wanted. rush. I'll rush any field you send me to. Really? This Anyone? I believe him. I believe him too. He's not one to lie. Just put me down close to the uh, close to the field in the stands. <laughs> well, we know the mechanics <laughs> of a street. No, no, no buy, yeah. the, buy yeah. the ticket. I'm saying buy me a ticket okay. down near the. So if you're up in the 300 level, you the, can't uh, walk down to no, the front. No, it's impossible. I'm okay. not gonna. <laughs> Uh, I need a, I need a ticket and then I'll rush in the fourth quarter. He wants a good seat. He wants to watch the game from a good seat. This is like one of those right. like it's like um he wants to go to a game so bad that he's willing to not like ever go to a game again after. Like that's the ultimate sacrifice. How noble is that? Like how special would that game day experience for Reed be in Denver? He would be crying the whole game, tears of joy, until he ran out on the field and pubbed the fuck out of Greenlight Pod. And then he would get tackled because we're in America. Get tackled you would get by hurt. Von, get, get tackled hurt. by Von Miller. Break your collarbone. Yep, I'll do it. You'd be yep. hyped about that too. I mean, it's sick, sick. That'd be sick. But the Jags, when they're at home, they're good, man. And and today they were good. So um, the the only thing that they they really dodged a bullet on was the Urban Meyer clock management. Okay, they're getting down there trying to get one more completion 
and a spike, I believe it was, yeah. And there there was about like 12 seconds when they, they got down to the ball or so, if, if I'm not mistaken. And Urban lets a solid five seconds run off before uh, they snap and spike. So they need to spike and then pick up about 10 more yards to be able to trot this kid out who looks like he's been fucking backpacking in Europe. Like... The kid literally a cowboy looks like, Reed vibe. No, like a fucking sixteen-year-old kid vibe, dude. This kid, Matthew fr- Wright. <clears throat> Matthew Wright. All due respect, he looks young, and he's out there. And I'm like, you know, Lambo's gone. This random kid they picked up at the bus station, and they're like, "Hey, kick for us." He hooks the first one in. I weigh more than like him. just hooks. Yeah, you definitely MBD. do. MBD. You definitely do. He hooks the first one in, and then they need to get like a little bit closer for him to hit the second one to, to win the game. And Urban is playing with fire, dude. Like, totally playing with fire. Five seconds takes too long. It's a miracle. They, they somehow, and this is more about the Dolphins to me, find a way to complete a ball right over the sticks, get the, the sufficient yardage in under five seconds, and called a timeout. So Urban Meyer, after the game, says, yeah, we practice it all the time. It's called, it's called Slider. Great drill. Most teams do it, but what they don't do in the drill is let the clock run down unnecessarily to five seconds. We'll get to Mike McCarthy in a little while. It is unreal that these coaches, I assume it's pride, but it's unreal that they don't have one of their dozen coaches up in the booth be assigned to the clock. Oh, yeah, yeah. If I was a head coach, I would let that go, man. That seems like an ego thing to not just let somebody else do the clock. And then it's going to get out that somebody else is on the clock. So then when something bad does happen and you take the blame, you're the good guy. Exactly. Because people know that it's not you. Exactly. But you take the fall. But when exactly. it's on you, it's on you. And and some of you guys out there looking big dumb. It's pretty easy math. Big dumb. Hey, Miami is low-key bad, which leads me to my question. People are asking about best plane ride, Cowboys, Jags. Which one is it? It's the Raiders. I'm just going to say right now, the Raiders, after everything they've been through this week, not only did they win, but also their old coach, uh, who is a racist and all that stuff, is like somewhere else. And Derek Carr doesn't have to deal with him for one plane ride home. Plus, they gain an hour getting home, so they're going back to Las Vegas. They, they got a cool head coach who seems chill. Everybody wants to hang out with him. Bisaccia. Bisaccia. Sach. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, the, Keyshawn said he calls him the Italian stallion. By the way, I went on Keyshawn's show. Keyshawn called me. He called me Howie, dude. <laughs> Keyshawn, dude. Keyshawn has taken multiple stabs at which long I am, like four different times. He's called me Chris before. He called me the other day. We were on the show. We were having an awesome interview, and he was like, Kyle, I'm telling you. And I'm like, fuck, I didn't say a word. And I was like, you know what? When I go on the show on Friday, if he calls me the wrong name again, I'll just say something. He said Howie? Oh, yeah. And so you know what I said? Huh? Oh no, no, no worries. I said no worries, Michael Thomas. <laughs> That's good. I That's know. his nephew. You get it? Oh, I didn't get it. Yeah. I thought you were just going random wide receiver because I wouldn't have been able to come up with a Marshawn. Yeah, no, my name's Chris, but yeah, I didn't want to show Keyshawn up, but I was like, you know what? Well, I'll, he's on a live radio show, so when I think he was on there with Max Kellerman, and they just started laughing, they were like, Chris, Chris, and Keyshawn was like, Oh, I fucked it up the other day. <laughs> oh, he didn't say fuck because. But Keyshawn's awesome. He just doesn't know my name sometimes. Miami, low-key bad, man. Are they, are they the worst team in the league? Uh, is Jacksonville still the worst team in the league? 20 games? I, I honestly think it's like baseball players. 
when they they have a slump, they do really really weird stuff to get out of slump. Like I don't need to say anything else. They do some really weird shit. You baseball guys are different. I think they did some weird shit. Like Shad Khan was like, "We got to hire Urban Meyer. We got to sign Tim Tebow to play tight end. We got to fucking Urban Meyer's got to do all this stuff, and then we're gonna win a game eventually." It's like a slump breaker. You've lost in in London, yes, yeah, yeah, and and said the plane ride back isn't so bad. Worst flight for me is Miami, just because they thought they were pretty good and now they're one in five and i do think that they just lost to the worst team in the league i do think it's still jacksonville see i think it, may, it might be the new york giants there's some dude. contenders including the new york giants <laughs> Your new york giants 38 who, to 11 losers today. golly dude um but listen, hey we're not healthy we're not healthy you're not healthy but you you evidently you're the new chargers you're backed up going for it on fourth and one now which is just the ultimate, like, well, when he did it, it was cool. Like, you we know, got like, Devontae Booker like, back there. You don't waste Devontae Booker. <laughs> Joe Judge is like, dude, all I've been looking at all week is these fucking Brandon Staley clips online. I get on my Twitter burner. There's Brandon Staley clips, first, fourth, and one, backed up. I don't care if we're on our own one, we're going for it. And I'm going to be the coolest fucking guy in New York. I saw it was three to nothing. And I was like, wow, this is the one this week. Everybody dude, was wrong. Yes, Ten dude. and a half? We're going we're gonna to mess around here. All week, I was like, oh, remember the last time they played? It was low scoring. Some yeah. St- stupid sounding shit like 28 that. 28 second quarter points well, later. Well, here's the problem. In the second quarter, you've got drives, scoring drives for the Rams of 12 and 14, okay? So the first one, 74 gets beat. And by the way, it's 7 to 3 at this point. So they've really busted their asses. And this thing about the Giants, like if they try hard enough, they can almost pretend like they're a good team for a little bit, but they're 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 down seven three, um, and seventy four gets beat like a drum. Can't pick the ball up. He gets beat, turns around. He's the only one out of the play enough to see the ball on the ground. He can't pick it up. That compounds it. Uh, then they have him like fourth and one and get beat on a rub route to cup. So like you have multiple chances to like stop the bleeding. Same thing. Four, 14 three. That's when the picks start and. I don't know if Taylor Rapp is wearing an uh, invisibility cloak or something, but we're going to talk about Trayvon Diggs' picks with Darius Butler in a little bit and uh, you know how difficult some of them are from a ball skills standpoint. You don't have to catch the football well to catch one of Daniel Jones's picks. I mean, he looks right at you right now, today. Today, I'm not saying him all the time. Him although, all the time. Okay. I'll say it. Him all the time. He's a turnover machine. It's okay. not going to work out. You, the Giants fan, have ruled... Perhaps I'm too close. I'm not talking like Taylor and, and thinking about side teams. No, it's teams. bad. It's way too far into this relationship for this to be happening. And, hey, it's it's too bad. It sucks. It's not his fault. But Saquon can't stay on the field either. So It's tough, man. It's tough. I mean, like, but the two Taylor Rapp picks were easy. I mean, he's just staring at him. I mean, he's just reading reading his eyes. It's got to be like reading the, Good Goodnight Moon. It's not like reading the... Iliad, <laughs> nice. You know what I mean? Nice it's pull. like more. It's more straightforward. It's more, yeah, it's more Harry the Bunny than comprehensible than uh, than Leaves of Grass. Wow. Yeah. Look at you, yeah. <laughs> learned fellow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his eyes aren't scanning the field really. He's just yeah. No, I I think he can go through his progressions, but he just has a bad habit of looking people off and got hurt on that dude. He had a bad day. I would really like to see Daniel Jones succeed. So it's not like I don't like the guy. Ditto. He just today was just staring at motherfuckers. I think the Giants might be the, the the most 
implosion worthy team this year. Like I'm not saying they got to blow it up, but I'm saying like it could get really ugly because of the the market, because of how badly they lose some games, because of the turnovers, the whole thing. So sorry, dude. And the Rams. It's okay. Yeah. I said it before we started this here season. New York Giants, worst record in the NFL. And who are they drafting? At number one overall, yeah. yikes! Let's let's join the, the guy Matt Corral playing. roller coaster. No, well, maybe Matt Corral. You might have me sold on. Yeah, go ahead and draft him up and pass up. Uh, can we get the Oklahoma quarterback? Oh yeah, you can get him in the transfer portal. <laughs> I like. Uh, I want the no, kid not from, that one. I want the new one. Oh, the new one. I, I this kid Friday night from Oregon. He's quick. Oh my goodness! Also, show hey, up, show up for uh, Thibodeau. Stay for Sewell. Mm. Dude, that that guy. Was There's another Sewell bench pressing people. Yeah, he's a linebacker for Oregon. He's nice. an absolute dog. Uh, but yeah, a lot of bad football today. Indy, Houston, back bad teams came back down to earth. I mean, like Houston came back down to earth, right? They became non-competitive today. The Lions came back down to earth. Dan Campbell. It you, was you jumped a, uh, out of the gym for that. Yeah, it was a tear juker. <laughs> he tried that joke out earlier. And I got a good response. Yeah, it was. But good, I couldn't good find joke. it here on my uh, on my Word document. Yeah, you got juked by the tears. I got juked by the tears. Took the Lions. Took the Lions money line. Put the Lions in a money line money parlay. Line, money line. I was I was all over it because I was like, well, these guys aren't going to lose for Dan Campbell again. Yeah, I kind of there was some conjecture on the show about maybe the line. This could be the week. There was maybe me and Steve talking each other into stuff. You ever see me and Steve kind of like talk each other into stuff like through Zoom? I don't know if he bet it, but I didn't. <laughs> okay, like I wasn't that ballsy. Um, but I do want to give out my uh, Frank Gore Memorial Award. Um, this goes to uh, a guy who's balling in obscurity. Nobody was watching that game. Nobody healthy was watching that game outside of the Rust Belt. You know, it was a Rust Belt special there. Um, just fucking throwing touchdowns with a bruised throat in the Rust Belt. Mm. Nobody's watching. The only people that are watching are your family. Like that's it. Joe Burrow. Nineteen of twenty nine for two seventy one, three touchdowns. Yeah, it'll do. You know, the, the, you know what the slogan of that award is? It'll do. Nobody saw it anyways. And congratulations to him to go up there on silent count, not have a choice, have to go silent count because your throat's bruised, and you just ball out like that. Scorigami. Do you know what Scorigami is? No. Scorigami is when there's never been that score before. That was 38 to 11. Rams. Really? And the Lions also put up 11. It was a uh, good week for the number 11. Something people call. Oh, there's like a Twitter account and everything. Scorigami. Yeah. So anyways, I'm going to, hey, Indy, Houston, not going to talk about you a lot, but I will tell you, and Davis Mills or Daniel Jones? (laughs) Oh, Goodness gracious. Well, I already know about Daniel Jones, so let's let's ride with Davis Mills. Okay. Hey, Carson pushing the ball down the field more, dude. And I'm being fair here. I want to take that back. I'm sorry. Yeah. It it in the it's enough. Daniel Jones. Okay. He's, he there's there's good quarterback I'm telling in there. You, dude, there is a good quarterback yes. in there. And that's why everybody's like trying to shake it out of him. Like, let's get it out of you, man. Maybe you just got to leave the Meadowlands. But Carson is pushing the ball down the field more. I mean, like some of the balls he threw today were beautiful. Uh, the Paris Campbell shot. He hit Pittman outside of numbers for a bunch. The Hilton shot early uh, in the second, I believe it was, was gorgeous. Split, split two deep defenders, dropped it in, 
And, I mean, he was really decisive stepping in the throws. Obviously, it was Houston, but they have to feel good. Since week four, he's uh, 73% completion. He's five touchdowns. He's no picks. And he's almost 10 yards an attempt. So, definitely looks different than the guy who was in Philly last year. Listen, he was pretty mid through the first couple weeks, but he's played well. And, you know, that Colts loss, you know, last week uh, in Baltimore wasn't really on him. Uh, T.Y., 1,800 yards against the Texans now in his career. And Jonathan Taylor bears mentioning. Oh, yeah, we should. We just... 145 yards rushing. We really should TDs. talk about him. I mean, really that good dude player. is a stud, dude. Uh, Minnesota, Carolina. This feels like a tipping point in Carolina to me. I mean, like you talked about earlier this year, are they a playoff team or are they not? They were kind of the classic, and I still think they are, like, a team early in the season that people people wonder, can they make a run? I don't think so. I, I just don't, and I think like we said this before the Eagles game, and that was that was really supposed to be a win. They were supposed to win that game. Um, these last two weeks, after you made moves that you made, whether it was Gilmore or um, Jalen Smith, like you're saying, we think we're good enough to win right now. And when you're saying that, you're also kind of burning the ships a little bit or intending to burn the ships because what does that mean? You're going to you're going to win games hopefully and you're going to draft lower. You're not going to have a Matt Corral to swipe out of the top 10. So they think that they're good and I think that they're kind of good but they're not good enough and you lose like this two weeks in a row. You know, you block a punt early for a touchdown, you're supposed to win that game like period at that point. But take the last two minutes here. All that they had to do to get back in it, they're down 28-20, under two, fourth and 10 out of their own end zone, down the seam, and then they go fourth and six to DJ Moore, which is off his back foot. Darnold just throwing up a really accurate prayer. The throw was either so good or so lucky, which is mind-boggling for a guy who plays inconsistent. They score with like 40 seconds to go. They get two points on a shovel pass, and they never get the ball again. Minnesota goes wide right from 47. They win the, the toss and take it down and, and win. Darnold has thrown seven picks in games without Christian McCaffrey, zero picks in games with him. And, and McCaffrey just put on IR, so it won't be back until week nine at the, at the earliest. I hate to be cliche, but you know when you have a, you know, that safety blanket or security blanket, as people love to say, I mean, and he's always running an option route where he's winning uh, at the end of the, oh shit, what am I doing here? as I go through my progression, that guy is going to help you look a lot better. Speaking of, oh shit, what are you doing here? The Vikings win total on the season. This has been a fun ride. Four of their first six have concluded on the final play. How many wins do they have now? Three. Three. Three and three. Am I on pace here? Nine and a half was the number Hey, we're at the one-third mark. We are at the one-third mark. Everybody knows the one-third mark. Because they're 18 weeks. 17 games, 18 weeks. Let's do it rapid fire. Who's your MVP? At the one-third mark, my MVP is Lamarvelous Jackson. Yeah, mine too. Who's your DP? Oh, TJ Watt. Wow. <laughs> Prisoner of the moment. <laughs> he just he just watched TJ Watt close out the Seahawks. The Geno Smith-led Seahawks. I don't know. If, if this kid in Dallas keeps it up, digs. Okay, good. That was our oh, one oh, third oh. Uh, coach of the year. Oh, coach of the year. The guy who lost thirty four to six today, Brandon Staley. Yeah, dude. 
Well, it's funny, you know, everybody loved him going for it backed up and I don't I didn't read the newspaper, so to speak, today online, but I can't imagine people were as unanimously excited about them going for it down whatever they were down, fourth and two on their own twenty five or whatever it was. They just don't think about it. They just go. But Carolina, love Matt Rule. Don't think this team is ready just yet. And I think they're gonna have to figure out what they're gonna do at quarterback, and I don't think it's as simple as some people think it is. Here's a place where they have quarterback figured out, but they can't really figure out how to win games right now. Is can is Kansas City? Um, you know, today they put it together and they beat the Taylor Heineke led uh, Washington football team. But boy, did it take a lot of work. At the end of that game, Charles Davis and whoever else was calling the game was it was it uh, was it Kevin Harlan or was it uh, Ian Eagle? I don't know who it was. It was Kevin Harlan. It was Kevin Harlan. No, Kevin Harlan was on the London game. Okay, yeah, Kevin Harlan. You got to go international with Kev. Uh, international Kev, that's what we call international him. International Kev. We should have him on the show sometime. Yeah. That would be really cool. Yeah. I've got, what's it called when you got a buddy who has his digits? Don't know what you call that. No. Well, I, I have his phone <laughs> number once removed. Nice, dude. Yeah. That's sick. Yep. What are you going to do with it? I can ask the friend if we can oh, that's talk cool. to Kevin. Oh, uh, <laughs> I would. Eagle. I an Eagle. Eagle. I an Eagle was like, Man, it, isn't it amazing? Like, um, they do all this stuff wrong and they're still as good as anybody would be. 31 points. Like, I'm like, no, dude. Actually, there's a whole bunch of people that, that have to eat a shit sandwich when you turn the ball over a bunch. Like, I don't care if you're scoring 31 points. Not only could you score more if you didn't turn the ball over, but also there's a defense there that gets hurt as a result. You know, you hurt people with your actions when you get frustrated and just throw the ball up in the air, you know, and Patrick Mahomes knows this like he knows that after after the game, he's like, uh, and I think this is why he's really awesome. He was like I, that dumb interception I threw like he's just matter of fact about it. He knows he's being impatient. They also it's not just about his mindset. They have to figure out how to get people open. Both Trevor Lawrence and Patrick Mahomes have eight picks this year. Only Zach Wilson has more with nine. Juan Thornhill made a uh, start today for Thornson, yeah, so Oahu. Wahoo. Hey, I think I was with Kingston when we took uh, Marcus Allen's phone number from your dad's phone when we were kids. Yeah? Called him. You called Mar Marcus Allen? Oh, yeah. I got, I've been doing this a little <laughs> while. And uh, the, the kindest voicemail message greeting you've ever heard in your life. Yeah? It's like wishing me a great what day. What did you say on the such. voicemail? Don't recall. Don't know if I left one. But but definitely called him. I don't. I actually don't Is this think. This like a one. fucking landline or a probably maybe like a Nokia. Damn, dude. Yeah. Called up Marcus Allen on Nokia. As I said, we've got Darius Butler joining us to talk about the the bigger games this weekend. These were undercards, so to speak. But it's still football, still fun. And I'm, I looked up today and I was like, damn, the season's almost uh, halfway done, but it's only a third of the way done. We're at the third mark, guys. And I've got Darius Butler on the pod. Two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time they are 35. More than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness. There are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss, and Keeps offers both. Hey, I used to avoid jumping into bodies of water because I was embarrassed about a receding hairline. Not anymore. I'm keeping the hair I have on my head thanks to Keeps. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. There are convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. 
You don't have to leave your home. How about the low cost? Treatments start at just $10 per month. There is discreet packaging and proven results, and Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. Prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results, so act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash greenlight to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash greenlight to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash greenlight. All right, so it's been too long. We got Darius Butler here. He's one of my favorite uh, former players on Twitter or that does media, period, because he actually is talking about something every time he's talking football. So the man-to-man pod with DB and AB, that's what you need to check out. Darius, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great, man. How are you guys doing? Well, not bad. Well, he, you, he, he is doing great. A yeah. uh, whole lot of wins, <laughs> only two losses I see against the spread. Is that correct? Thus far, at time of tape. Yes, at time of tape, I think I'm down to two right now. Damn, Both dude. money line in against the spread. So we need to fade him next week. Yeah, we're, because hey, you know it's two, it's two weeks back to back. I'm hot. <laughs> so I'm jumping weeks, off. So, uh, yeah, no, there's no way next yeah. week I'm tailing you, dude. <laughs> I just had a real heater last week, and then this weekend it was much more mediocre. We were talking offline about a couple of the traps we both fell into, but um, Darius, man, when you see your quarterback out there doing an imaginary two minute drill, what do you think? <laughs> Hey man, like I just I just shot a tweet out about this man. When I saw it, I'm like, dude. I mean, he's had some cringe moments, you know, the mic'd up moment. I think we all remember. And you just hear him, and we know as players when we're mic'd up and when guys go and do the extra shit. Uh, the only thing that saves him is he's is he's a phenomenal player, and I think he is a great leader. But I mean, that was some of the corniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen in my. And I'm cool with running the scripts. I know he's probably got a little junkie in him. He's missed, you know, he's never missed a game. He's like a coach. So, yeah, yeah, like you know how they're like addicted. We have to just do something. But there was a fake huddle, but I could do without that. The, that, that that's what got me the making fake. the fake huddle, the fake, <laughs> huddle, the play action, the everything, the points. That's cool. The he's in a. I don't even think you said words either. I'm running back the audio to check. That was. That let was me tell you. Let me tell you what got me was the fist pumps. It was the fist pumps. Well, and Darius is right. He knew they. He either went to them saying, "Hey, want to mic me up? I'll be mic'd up." Yeah. Or they said, "Can we mic you up?" And oh, he said, man. "Yes." There's a whole thing behind the scenes that players know well. It's the dance around who's mic'd up. You know what to say, what not to say. The guys that are definitely acting when they're mic'd up. You know, there's a whole thing there. Oh I mean, yeah. So he, Russell Wilson, he's he's going to be ready for two minute when he gets back. Hey, Darius, <laughs> no like, about that. in general, like, one of the, the, the looming questions in Kansas City is, like, what's wrong with the passing game? I mean, Kelsey hasn't gotten off as much this year. I don't know if that's a product of them just simply not being able to stretch the field as much without, you know, Sammy, or if it's just a number two thing, if it's a protection. When you see as a defensive back one of the most dynamic passing offenses we've seen in the last 20, 25 years look this yeah. human, what do you think, and is it fixable for them? Uh, it's definitely fixable, number one. You know, yeah. you still have one of, you know, top uh, – most people still say one top two at best uh, quarterbacks in the league. Um, you got great play callers. You got great weapons around them. But I, I still think you need some balance, man. I know people crowned them early and just said, hey, you know, this is the next guy. This is the next team. They're going to run off 10 straight Super Bowls. Um, it's the best thing we've seen since sliced bread. But uh, coordinators catch up, and uh, they're going to make you beat you uh, beat, beat you left-handed. You know, Ty Hill, he's kind of like – he has like that Steph Curry effect. Like he gives everyone else space because you have to keep 
two safeties yeah. deep um, to prevent him from killing you. And then, you know, you got to uh, take care of Kelsey underneath. So once you take care of those two guys, who else is going to step up consistently and um, hurt you? It's got to be at least a run game or you have a third receiving option. And they really don't have either um, that's consistent. So until one of those things happen, and I think, you know, some of it's on Patrick Mahomes. You know, yeah. he, he does a lot of incredible things. But even over the last few years, he's thrown a lot of balls that just for some reason, guys would just drop it. I was, t- I was having this conversation with my brother. Like, I don't know what it is with Mahomes, but guys drop so many of his interceptions and now guys are just catching them. So um, it's a combination of all of those things, but I definitely think it's fixable. Uh, you know, too much talent on that team to uh, count them out. I want to talk about a team that has about the same record as the Chiefs, the Chicago Bears. I mean, is it right on the Identical. Nose, same record? Yep, Identical. Three and three. First off, are they a playoff team to you, like now with the expanded wild card situation? Uh, nah, I, I don't see the Bears making uh, making the playoffs this year. I, I like the Vikings still. You know, I still think they're uh, a better team than their record. You know, I hate I hate saying that you are what your I'm record is. I'm on the is, under win total with them. So it's just what, what does it say that? I think it was nine and a half, which Ooh, which for me, nah. I'm watching them win all these games in the most fluky. Well, not not this is <laughs> a fluky fashion, but when you're yeah. on the under, it looks fluky as fuck. So I like Vikings better than Bears and obviously the uh, the Packers. In that division, um, but you know, I think for for Bears fans, as long as you see consistent progression with Justin Fields at the quarterback position, uh, it's kind of a, a win loss kind of thing because that means Matt Nagy may get another year. That's or two the there. thing I was going to ask you because, like, <laughs> if he plays well, if Justin Fields uh, elevates this team to where they look like, hey, maybe we ride this thing out, like that's actually probably setting the city back. It may be, but he did he did relieve some of his uh, play calling duties, the lasers. So yeah. we'll see if he keep, continues to step back. But um, you know, it, it feels as if putting up great numbers. And when you run into a quarterback or an offense like uh, Green Bay or a half of the offense in the NFL, you got to be able to keep up. You got to be able to score. You know, it's not like the league we played in. You got to be able to score 28, 30, yeah. 31 points a week. And um, they're not doing that now. Their defense is, is is still damn good. You know, so it's still a defense you can win a championship. Yeah, with, Robert think, Quinn's right out now, there, man. Robert Quinn's out there hey, making plays. My guy's back making plays. What year plays. is this for him, man? He's getting, he's which makes me feel old because he was my young guy, and now he's like a double-digit guy. So, yeah, him, Mac, Hicks, they have to play, like, above themselves to keep yeah. them in it, I think, probably, to, to, to yeah, your Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, they got to get to a point where they can consistently put up, you know, three, four touchdowns on the board. And until they can do that, you know, they won't be a playoff team. But that could very well be next year. I, I was high, high on Justin Fields this year. I personally thought he should have been a second pick uh, to the Jets. I know Zach Wilson right. just flew out of everybody, you know, out of nowhere up, up everybody's boards. But um, I'm, I'm high on uh, Justin Fields and his uh, future. He might be my favorite rookie quarterback. I mean, you know, it's I'm enamored with the simplicity of what you know they're doing with Mac Jones and how easy they make it for him. Yeah. And I like seeing that chess match. But when it comes to just watching a guy who's got like tremendous poise right off the bat and throws a really good ball, watch the guy in Chicago. He's a lot of fun, man. Next um, next four for the Bears, Bucks, Niners, Steelers, not Ravens. Not a playoff team. Not a playoff team. That could be three and brutal. seven in a hurry. Yeah, it could be. That's it could brutal. be. They could be the Niners though. Trey Lance, he doesn't he looks like he needs a full year. Yeah, before sure uh, you know, before he he he's ready. But I mean, I think people expected that. Ideally, 49ers probably wanted Jimmy G to start this whole year and get Trey Lance ready, work him in some packages. You know, these reps will help him, but he he he's he's not close to ready to be a full time uh, guy right now. How about when you play these rookies over your 
what, nine or ten year, nine year career? Yep, nine, yep. D, when you play these rookies, man, uh, in your DB rooms, what are the tells that people are talking about, like whether they're pre-snap or post-snap? Well, pre-snap, number one, um, you, you can tell at the line of scrimmage, you know, typically depending on if like that center is like an OG, he'll probably be calling out the protections and try to make it as easy as possible on yeah. the quarterback. But, you know, you respect the quarterback and his, you know, whole game more when he's calling those protections out. He's calling out the mic and this and that. And if you see rookies doing that, you're like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. But a lot of rookies, you know, they're just trying to, you know, get out of that huddle and get through a cadence. And when you see that, you know, you want to take it. You're going to take advantage of it. It's going to be a learning curve from rarely have you see rookies just come in and light it up. I mean, luck. You know, Cam Newton, uh, a handful maybe I, I can think of off the top of my head, but those guys are rare. And the, the mental part is the biggest adjustments, I think, for everybody, yeah. but especially for uh, for quarterbacks. So, I mean, one of the things is, and most uh, rookies are kind of half-field readers, like, hey, we got one, maybe two reads, and then, you know, throw it to a check down, or if you're a guy like Fields or Lance, take off and, and run and protect yourself. So, um, you try to take advantage of those things, show them some things pre-snap, uh, mix it up, and, uh, you know, make them throw in the tight windows over and over and over again. And sooner or later, they're going to make a mistake. Do you have a comp for fields after watching him for a few games? I'm not crazy about comps, but some guys do them. I mean, he, he's a guy that I think at full potential. I mean, he could be a easily a top three to five quarterback. Like he can make all the throws. The thing he does, I think he should take off a little sooner sometimes because sometimes he, and he did the same thing at old state. He'll kind of hold that ball. And I think when you take off, like kind of, because he's early now. You get your first read, second read, take off. Take off, get six, get seven, get eight, and just continually because now that puts that play call on the defense side and that defense on the other side. Like, damn, hey, if we're doing this, this guy may take off. We got to extend. We got to plaster in coverage. Like, that just makes things more difficult, and it turns it more into back backyard simple football again when you do that as a, as a young quarterback especially. Which is something I was curious about. And by the way, I actually like this. You, nobody throws throw anything at me, but – a good Carson Wentz as uh, as his comp, like body type, skill set, like how big about athletes. a likable Russell Wilson? A likable Russell Wilson, a bigger, more likable Russell Wilson. I like Russell fine. I'm just not into the imaginary two minute drill. <laughs> no, what man? Darius mentioned it. I haven't played a down of football. Am yeah. I out of line in saying that I could point out the mic pre snap? You could probably like. Point does out that the mic. that would garner some respect if I'm like, Depends hey, Mike's fifty two. Mike's fifty two. Yeah, you could probably. Yeah, that would garner some respect. Okay. I think it's probably surprising to Darius that you didn't play football. I think he probably thought you were one of my former teammates looking at you. For sure. Hey, do DBs have to have different skill sets now uh, compared to when like, when you came to the league and when I came to the league? I always wonder this. Like, scramble drill is not just a drill anymore. Like, it's happening all the yeah. time. You know what I mean? So is there a higher premium on guys that can plaster in situations like that and know where to settle and that type of thing? It's like a whole different skill set, I figure. Yeah, I think I think it's a higher premium on guys who could just do um, more in general, you know, and, and we kind of it kind of happened when we were in the league, you know, yeah. guys, you know, you couldn't be when I came first came to the league, you know, you had box safeties, you had deep safeties, you know, you had press corners, you had off corners. And now guys have to be versatile. You can't you can't mix it up. These guys get paid, you know, 30 and 40 million dollars a year for a reason at the quarterback position. And now you kind of got the influx of kind of the uh, even some of the high school and college game coming into the pros and make things so simple for the quarterback. So more of these quarterbacks and receivers are coming in ready. So now DBs, it's more 
more of a space game than ever. Yeah. So you got to be able to tackle in space. You got to be able to communicate, pass guys off, do different things. It's kind of like almost uh, pick and roll basketball. Sometimes yeah. it's not just like, hey, cover your like high school drop. You got a curl flat here, a hook curl here. Like you got to be able to match and pass guys. So I think as long as guys put more of a premium on communicating, which I don't see as much as you should and kind of pre-snap alerts. That'll help guys out a ton. And I'm not seeing it. I felt like defense is always kind of a couple years behind the offense. So yeah. I see it kind of uh, trending that way. By the way, the Eagles can't figure out what what, uh, what a pick <laughs> is. You know, like everything's, you know, everything's OPI with them. They don't even act like they're trying to get out of the way. So I don't know if that's something that's taught anymore. But you talked about space and creating space. That's just a pet peeve of my favorite team. Speaking of the <laughs> uh, the guys on the other side of the NFC East here. Diggs is a guy who I can't help but like. I mean, he Man. just plays. I, has it been a big jump from year one to year two or just people catching up because he's making these splash plays? Oh, it's, it's a big jump. And yeah. I think it's always a big jump, you know, going going from uh, just playing on a pro level at cornerback because when you're playing corner in college, you may see, you know, three or four quarterbacks who right. are like, you know, dudes who can really fit them in the tight windows. We can, in the NFL, you're seeing these guys week after week after week. So it's an adjustment there. And then for him, you know, confidence, you know, he's, this is probably his fourth or fifth year at max playing a cornerback position. He came into Alabama as a receiver. And that's why you see his ball skills. Like even that pick he caught today, like 97% of corners aren't catching that ball off a tip. Off okay, a little redirect, like with no time yeah, to adjust. Yeah. Even the one he caught, uh, I think it was on DJ Moore or somebody, like the catches that he he's making. Like he's it's one thing to be in position as a DB, but a lot of times at that kind of moment of truth, that's when you're like, okay, that's why you played DB and you didn't play receiver. And with Diggs, it's the opposite. It's like, okay, I can see that receiver. When that ball goes up, he feels like it's his. So seven picks through six games Jeez. is ridiculous. And I honestly, I can't think of – I mean, Honey Badger would maybe be another guy I can think of with just kind of innate ball skills like that. Yeah. But that's uh, rare on the uh, defensive side of the ball. Yeah, to not just have the instincts where you can put your foot in the ground and pick up a crosser and be like, I'm going to jump that route, but also to catch the ball. I mean, it's, yeah. just, it's crazy. And he also looks really sweet in seven. Oh, man, that those single digits, man. Would you have rocked a single digit? Uh, if I could have rocked anything, maybe it would have been 13. I really like 13. When I was okay. in uh, when I was in high school, Alex Brown had thirteen. Remember at Florida, I thought yeah, that was I, pretty, really, I thought yeah. that was a, a good look there. I, yeah, seven looks good though. Darius, speaking of final score from the wrench, Huskies oh. twenty one, Yale Bulldogs fifteen. Let's go, let's go, dude. The Huskies I, I, on the board. Huskies got a dub. Hey, I'm, that's the first win. I think I think I saw seven hundred twenty two days. Maybe good lord, um, the Jaguars hey, and the Huskies are off hey, the hot seat, dude. Long time, and I I I just hate that I even went into that game worried. You know, playing Yale, we just lost to UMass last yeah. week, which yeah, was like you know we all have dogs. that school. <laughs> UMass was like the school you went to when you know you weren't good enough to play at UConn, and now we're losing. So it, it's it's been it's been a rough couple of years Nowadays. for a few years, but <laughs> that's good. We played at Scott Stadium. We were reminiscing about a Scott Stadium game many years oh, ago, man. bro. Ended in wild fashion. Every game did that year. But with with Diggs, is he playing that well? The other fifty eight plays a game because sometimes it's hard. Like when I see a a D lineman, one of my pet peeves, we judge off a sack. You know, yep. we judge off of like that one rush that they fell into. You know, not every interception is going to be as easy as those two Taylor Rapp picks today. Right. Sorry about Daniel Jones. <laughs> yeah, but, like, some sacks are gimmies. Some guys don't mm -hmm. rush well, and then they hit the home run. They don't hit for average. 
Has he been hitting for average? Has he, has he been winning every down kind of thing? Uh, I wouldn't say every down. He's definitely not like a, you know, like a Revis or a guy yeah. who's just, you know, locking and strapping up down after down. But he, he's calculated. And, and don't get me wrong, he's he's matching guys and he's playing well, but he, he's calculated in the chance that he take kind of how uh, Asante Samuel was. And um, he, and he's making yeah. plays. That's, that's the thing about defensive ends, pass rushers. If you're right, if you win once a game, You'll be the highest paid cat in the league. So <laughs> yeah. as as a DB, if you can get, I mean, this dude's on a pace to get what seventeen picks. Like that, yeah. that'll be a, a that's crazy. So even if he's you know not bad for average, he's hitting sixty on runs. So I'll take that every day of the week, that's even incredible. over a guy who's you know locking up and not giving up thirty yards a game. Like give give that the ball an extra possession a game. I'll take that every time. What does CD Lamb do well? Everything, yeah. <laughs> everything. He's, yeah, he's he, was, like that. he was one of those. Yeah, he came in, and I mean, he hit the ground running. He came in from day one. Uh, he he was a contributor from the slot, from the outside. He's got, he just got, you know, you just see watch guys on film, and they just have juice. Yeah, like he just, yeah, he just got that juice. It just kind of pops off the film, and uh, he's having. You can tell when guys are having fun too. He's having yeah. fun, and uh, watching that team, you can just tell that guys like playing with and like for Dak, that's you know, you the, can just, you can just see it. You can thing, tell. Dude. Yeah. You can't yeah. like you, you can't, it's hard. All right. Philly people listening. I get it, but it's hard to hate this particular cowboy team. I'm just saying that like I'm being as real as I can. Like Dak is one of the most likable players in the league and all these guys, you got to know them in hard knocks seem like really yep. good kids. CD lamb, yeah. Micah Parsons, all these guys and the way those wide receivers get along there's only so many targets. I don't care how many times you throw the ball. That's another thing. Yeah. And Kellen Moore, I mean, he's been doing a, a phenomenal job keeping everybody involved. That's, Both yeah. the backs, the tight ends, yep. all the receivers. Um, so they're balanced, man. If you got a balance, and that O-line, the O-line is playing well, too, again. So when you got balance like that, where they can run the ball and throw it over your head, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a tough day. And shout out to Dan Quinn, too, man. I, I had some question marks. On him, I didn't know if, hey, if maybe it was just LOB making him look good. He went out in Atlanta. They kind of stuck it up on defense. Yep. But he came, in, and this defense on, in Dallas is, did a complete uh, 180 after that, uh, you know, that Mike Nolan fiasco well, last year. look at R Randy Gregory making plays left and right, and he couldn't see the field last year. That tells you all you need to know about, like, there was just some bullshit going on last year. And, yeah. they, and until they got that short up, and I really do think with Dan Quinn, we've said this before, I think sometimes head coaches – that were former coordinators, albeit like prolific coordinators, they're worried about all the things that they have to do as like managers of a locker room and of a building, and they can't focus on their bread and butter as well. You know what I mean? That's so real, man. I used to, uh, I was in Indy for six years with Chuck, Chuck Pagano, and he would, we would be sometimes on the sideline in games, you know, probably get our ass kicked or something. Yeah. He'd be like, man, D-Butt, man, I... I just miss culture defense. Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to worry about you know what, what what ice cream you guys are eating on Saturday night or what hotel we got. We, I just want to coach defense, and um, you know, and that's real. And he went back. He told me he would never coach again. He ended up back on the sideline coaching defense for the Bears, and he went and retired. But that's a real thing, man. It's when true. you just lock in and focus on, man, he's he's right back. He's right back in his wheelhouse. How about Kellen Moore? Because well, you tweeted about this, and we were talking about this in the other room. The way uh, they came right back to that same route concept in the fourth quarter, and that, or actually, was that overtime? I believe it was. Yeah, it was, yeah I think it was, it was OT. OT. Yeah, yep. talk, talk, explain to the layman what was going on there. 
Yeah, so I mean that was that was a game winning drive, kind of gotta have it. And I, if you heard the call, you know <laughs> Romo was kind of calling out like, "Hey, this is what they're gonna do." They even showed the replay. They kind of halfway went through the play. They blew it dead. Came right back to it. Uh, Dak threw the check down, and then maybe two plays later, it was a slightly different formation. They just tightened CD down uh, a little bit more, and instead of motioning the guy across, they just lined him up there, which is yeah. what we call window dressing. Yep. You end up in the same formation and snapped it. And soon as if you watch a replay, as soon as CD looked across the field and saw nobody there, he just threw his hand up, like throw it, and Dak, you know, laid it out there perfectly, and then it was game time, man. But for defenses, yeah. players, coaches. Repeat plays, man. Yeah. If they like it, they're going to come back to it. And that's a Bill Belichick thing, too. Like, we're just going to keep running that play. And so to, to have that happen to them, that had to really suck. And I felt like Jalen Mills, I don't know if he was in a bad spot, but once he was behind him, it was like it didn't matter how fast he was. It's yeah, like, once it's you're over. in that cut split, yeah, once you're in that cut split, and once again, that's a guy with juice. And he's in that tight split. Something about guys running across the field, they get a little bit faster. Everybody gets a little speed burst. So yeah. uh, it's just about putting the ball on him. And that, uh, he laid a, a very easy, catchable ball and uh, walked in the end zone and did a little, a little taunting at the end. He did, but, but you they know, can't like call you when game. it's over. Yeah, big game, man. Big yeah, win. Yeah. Cowboys are winning games that typically they don't win, man. They look, it's they different. look damn good this year. It's different. I'm well, ready to admit okay, that. but Darius, Chris is is diplomatic. If you're coached by, say, a Mike McCarthy type, are you mm-hmm. aware of things like the timeout at the end of the half? Are you are you thinking about kicking that field goal in the fourth quarter from fifty one yards? Fuck yeah, we're thinking about these that mojo stuff, yeah. moments. Like he's. <laughs> He's, got, he's anti-Mike uh, McCarthy. Most passing <laughs> yards in a win versus a Bill Belichick coach team. Dak now has a record at 445. It was Kurt Warner. Then Damn, he threw a 445 today? 445. Mm-hmm. Kurt Warner had that, is- that number by 401. Mike McCarthy, are, we're just... We're letting this guy skate. Is anybody in his ear? <laughs> I don't know who's in his ear, but we would be. I, not, no player, yeah. yeah. No players are going to be in his no. ear. We may be, you know, you, you may be talking a little, a little crap to him. But I mean, he, <laughs> he, 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 come on. You saw. I, I didn't get it. Leaving twenty seconds on the clock, like just giving him a chance. Yeah. He's had, so he's had probably a handful of those moments in the last couple of years. I don't know what it is. Maybe he needs to pass off the time management to somebody else, man. Because that's a thing. I mean, to they a, do that. Some coaches yeah. do that. No, like he said sure. to a ten-year-old. Like literally, coaches have guys that are their time management guys. People at yeah. home don't know that clock management is a big part of it. Jeff Fisher was real good at that. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. give Jeff Fisher a lot of shit, but he was a tremendous game manager and he knew all the new rules and all that stuff. Some coaches are clueless when it comes to that. That's a fact. It's yep. it's really there's a big you know delta there between some of the good ones and some of the bad ones. What result are you more concerned about? Are you more concerned about the uh, the Cleveland loss today or the the Chargers loss? Oh man, I would say I'm more concerned about the Cleveland loss, uh, just because I feel like this is one of those games where, hey, Baker, you're the guy, you're the franchise guy. We need you to go out there and get us a win. Arizona had every reason to to lose this game, every excuse, no head coach, uh, no play caller, 
All, you know, all the things that you you would think. I know Chubb was out and they were missing some guys in Cleveland too. But this is one of those games where, you know, number one pick, the guy that's, you know, should be getting paid pretty soon here. Um, this has been the question mark. Hey, can this team win a championship uh, with Baker as their quarterback? And, uh, you know, he, made, he, he gave him a fighting chance, but uh, it wasn't enough to get him over the top. And this was a <laughs> – Arizona's a damn good ball club, man. Yeah. They came out, I think, surprising a lot of people at, what, 6-0 and now? Yeah. Um, impressive. I know Cleveland was down there two tackles too, which – which is big in that old line, but you know, no excuses, no explanations, man. Baker, you got to get it done. I agree with you. And two tackles, also, you know, Chubb, who you mentioned, and some other injuries as well. So they they were really and they were without OBJ for a little while. I, I think both those teams, the Chargers and uh, the Browns, although you and I, I hope never played in a game where there were ninety nine total points or no. uh, eighty nine total points or whatever it was. But I think they were wiped. I think both those teams, and we should have seen it. We were talking about. Uh, I think they were wiped, dude. I think both those teams were wiped, and uh, I bet the the Browns like a fool. You know, they were at home and everything, but that's a long trip coming back from playing yeah. a game that probably felt like it was seven quarters long. You don't play Big Twelve games in the NFL like that. Should you put up five hundred yards of offense and you lose. Like that's 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 got to be draining. And then, like you said, Chargers. Uh, same thing with the game, yeah. and then having this bye week coming up. Uh, I should have stayed. I should have kept that one off my ticket, especially with Lamar so on the other side, <laughs> dude. Yeah, this yeah. is twice, two weeks in a row because I was on your Colts last week, and it was the right side, man. It was the right <sighs> side, unless there's Lamar Jackson on the other yep. team. So I'm not betting against the Baltimore Ravens anymore this year. Lamar's the real deal. He is the real deal, and we've made this point here that you know if you went MVP by the definition exactly of the award, like. He, we're not even talking about it, you know. Not even conversation yeah. because their team is just not that good, and I could not believe the way. And every team is do a stinker like that, but uh, but Baltimore sure put it on those fucking guys today. Uh, here's what I got to ask you, DBs: What are we doing at the end of the first half in the uh, in the Arizona game? <laughs> like, are you guys all just screaming at the TV? First off, why are there two dudes in the end zone? And why can't somebody just knock it down, dude? <laughs> hey, that, that's that's one of those things where you practice it, you pray, you walk through it. That's probably like one of the last things you do on Saturday walk through. Yep. And you you only really you never get live reps in a practice. The only live reps you get is in the game. And you know when that ball goes up in the air and it's really that moment, everybody's just kind of scrambling every time. And yeah. I've never seen on film where everybody actually does their job because everybody actually has a specific uh -huh. role on that Hail Mary. Hey, we got some guys that are backstop. We got some guys that are supposed to be in front. And then you got a guy that's, if this is, you know, the receiver facing the quarterback, I should be face-to-face -face with him kind of face, jumping into him. So everybody has a role. Yeah. But once that ball gets in there, everybody kind of gets lost. Some guys probably trying to go up and get a cheap pick. Of course and the they are. the receiver go up there and get a, get a toe, man. That's, man, that's <laughs> happening. I've been on the other side of that, so I can't talk too much, crap. Dude. I've seen it in training camp practices just ruin a practice, like for the defense. And for it to happen in the game, it almost got ugly for him there as that distance yeah. closed a little bit. Darius that Butler, was a lot of momentum. Darius Butler has been gracious with his time. Uh, I, I do want to say this. Probably my favorite dude breaking down the back end stuff defensively out there. And I got to ask you, Darius, when you watch TV or you, you, you know, you're watching the games, we're all particular. We're not going to talk about announcers we don't like, but – is there yeah. one that you really think gets it when it comes to the back end? Oh, man. No. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. I feel the I same way about the fucking I mean, front. Yeah, I mean, Rid Lewis Riddick is, is the best. Lewis yeah. Riddick gets it. Yeah. Um, but you know, part of it is the angle that we watch that you can't really see. You know, the safeties and the thing. If you kind of get that behind the quarterback camera, which the, the average fan probably wouldn't want to watch. I would want it, honestly. I, I mean, I would want it end as zone. a player. I know I would want All it. Twenty-two. Just yeah. I, Why I, can't I would, they do one end zone it. and we we pick at the beginning of each game? Exactly. For DirecTV, which do you want to watch? Ten years exactly. From now. Fucking take it's all my money. Man. Take all yeah, my money, dude. Yeah, we, we need, need that. that. Yesterday, Darius Butler. Thanks for joining me, man. Uh, Appreciate check you him out me, with man. Antoine Bethay. Podcast is awesome. So catch you soon, man. Appreciate you, bro. Download the app. Bet big, win bigger. I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. And let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. Hey, Darius uh, Butler, one of my favorite guests already. That was really cool. He's a pro. He's a pro's pro, dude. Peek behind the curtain. Sometimes people get questions in advance. Yeah. Darius, not so much. He just rolled. No, Darius just good. absolutely can hit the curveball. Um, we'll have him back again. We also have some more mentions. I, I forgot to mention viewing party. I mean, what was it like being Cliff Kingsbury early in that game? And you're clapping and your face hurts because you're fake smiling a little bit. Who are you watching that game with? Because just the awkwardness of the other person wondering, you're only human. You're excited about your team, but do you feel weird about it too? Yeah, don't put a 50 burger on the scoreboard. Yeah, let's just fucking stop at 30 and shut it down. Which they did. It even got a little tight. Yeah, it got tight. That was good. They so could have used me at the end. Could have used me at the end. So tight that some people might have... Uh, Bet Cleveland on the money line there at some point. Oh yeah, at twenty to nothing, I little sprinkle, little sprinkle, and then it went, and then it was twenty three fourteen. Yeah, it was close. they got close. They, they got close, and then everybody got hurt. Everybody mm -hmm. got hurt. That's another thing. You know, Darius is worried about Cleveland. I agree with that. I mean, like it's it's a bad way to lose a football game, but they got a lot of guys down right now. And I don't know what happened with Kareem Hunt at the end either. There was one picture at the end slow motion um it's not a picture really i sound old but it was a slow motion replay and beckham was dropping a fourth down as they were going into commercial and in the background uh kareem hunt was like going down writhing in pain and i was like this is the cleveland browns right now nightcap i gotta shout out a couple guys here uh and i'm gonna take a shot of uh oh fuck it we'll do whistle pig again oh fuck it indeed chris I got Randy Gregory, man. I'm giving it to Randy Gregory. This guy has had an up and down career, you know, like really talented. Um, I like his game. I think he's a really good rusher. I just think he needs some stability. I mean, he, he needs a coach like Dan Quinn. He needs stability. He needs not being buried in depth behind guys that, I, you know, I think he probably felt like he shouldn't have been buried behind with uh, Nolan last year. This kid had two sacks, big stage, 4 p.m. game. Um, one of them was just a hellacious bull rush. Um, the guy can really rush. 
he can really rush. Another guy today, Crosby, I think our guy, Max, had uh, like damn near a hat trick. I felt he like Denver, three. he had three. That so sucked. that feels really but good. good for him. But yeah, but good for him, but bad for you. And you are, let me tell you something, Reed. You are really into the Broncos games, even when they're not competitive. You think something's going to happen that could change the, the fortunes of your team. Got to believe. The St. Louis Memorial Award, Frank Gore balling out in obscurity. Yeah. Obscurity, Cowboy. I'll go Cortland Sutton, Denver Broncos. Yeah. Really good football player. He's Seven football for one, player. 20 and one. Would have had a walk-in touchdown if... A little bit more air under that pass in the uh, Look second at him. quarter. Moving on from Bridgewater. Mm. The Broncos are holding Bridgewater back. That's the take. No, I just don't think they're that good. Sorry, Reed, but you do. You do. You are an amazing fan because, you know, M- Macon's watched games with me before. I'm like, I'm very, very cynical. I mean, yeah. there is a lot of purity in, in Reed cheering for the Broncos in two minute down multiple scores in the fourth. Trey Hendrickson who people are never going to respect because they're always going to think of him as the, the, the high-motor guy opposite Cam Jordan. This motherfucker is having a good year. Five and a half in Cincy. And uh, I don't know. Shout out Trey. That's three edge guys. There were probably more uh, that balled out. And by the way, on the Browns, this is one thing I didn't want to forget. They don't have their bye week until fucking November, man. And Baker's shoulder hurts. Baker's shoulder hurts. The running backs hurt. The offensive tackles hurt. Everybody's hurting. They're just listening to Johnny Cash on loop. Home Broncos, home Steelers up next. Those are two. If you want to be, if you want to be a playoff team, those got to be two wins. They got to be wins, and they're maybe not teams you, you you feel like being hurt against. You know what I mean? They're not great football teams, but but the 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 Johnny Cash meter is high on those two teams. Like, damn, they got some physical rushers, yeah. and that sort of thing. And yes. Um, so, in conference, all that. Hey, man, college football. What say you? I mean, uh, Ed Orgeron is out. I don't know all the details. I just know it sounds like he's running around just spitting game indiscriminately and just like... <laughs> yeah, gas stations. <laughs> just like indiscriminate game spitting. Yeah. Chancellor's wives. like Winsonati does the does the fox news rounds for for some reason did he do the fox news oh rounds? yeah 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 he that, uh that go tag is not as funny anymore is it no no said he loved a certain former president on air did which, he say that yeah which which actually they say today i'm never surprised by that i mean motherfuckers just popping up like, but like said, oh you too they Jesus. say today some players in the locker room didn't take too kindly to that oh you could imagine it's like ed we handed you the keys to a ferrari Joey. I want to drive to the gas station and hit on the chancellor's <laughs> wife. You want a natty. You can you can be here, you know, maybe not another seven years, but you can be here another four if you Golly, that keep was, recruiting. He's a shooting star for real. Yeah. They were they were they were bright for all to see. And the next stop, hmm, I'll go SEC school D line, and you're in charge of not not by your title, but you're in charge of recruiting. Coach O. That's what he does. Did it at Ole Miss, became the head coach. Did it at USC, became the head coach. He can crew. Hey, Iowa. He did it in the blind side. Did it in the blind side? Wow. Reed, nice. Which I refuse to watch that movie. Yeah, I've never seen the film. Sandra Bullock, though, America's Sweetheart. 
She's in there. I know she's in there. She's also in a Time to Kill. And might Tim McGraw. She's also, oh, nice. She's also, also in, in Speed. Uh, Speed. You might want to check that out. She's also in um, Speed 2. Nice. She's also in my phone as Chris's saved contact. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, you weren't in here that day when I told it? So I had a huge crush on Sandra Bullock when I was a kid. She was peak 90s for me. Time to Kill, Speed. I just named the two. Top two. And it ain't three. There's just no... Those are the top two. I don't know why there's no three in my head pictures right now, but it's just those are the top two. But Sandra Bullock was at the ESPYs, and I was there the time I took the guys, and um, we were standing in the back. Brian's in the back, and Brian's like, there's Sandra Bullock. Ha, ha, ha. Like, I'll get a picture with you, and ha, ha, ha. Brian's trying to get a picture of me and Sandra Bullock, bro, without me knowing. And I'm like, I don't want a picture. Reed, you can attest that I did not want a picture with Sandra Bullock. Yeah, no, you didn't. Like, not at all. And so when Brian calls her over... Because you were being shy. Well, I just... I don't want... Like, it's just... there's She's Sandra Bullock, dude. Everybody wants a picture with Sandra Bullock. Why do I get a picture with Sandra Bullock? You know what I mean? You're Kyle Long. Exactly. Howie sometimes. Uh-huh. But anyways, I was like, you motherfucker. She's like walking over with Brian. And, you know, we're like trying to leave and everything. And I got the, I take this picture and I look so awkward, dude. I just look <laughs> like, I look like I just don't want to be there. And it has nothing to do with, it's nothing against Sandra Bullock. Or the Espies. But it was just, it wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right time, Sandra Bullock. Yeah, dude, I took an awkward picture with Sandra Bullock. I'd like to have it back. I'd like to have the opportunity back. If I ever see her, I'll be like, hey, can I get a picture with you? Because I totally butchered the first one. Iowa, the Hawkeyes. Utawa. McCracken, <laughs> Iowa got their asses kicked this weekend. <laughs> and listen, joke's over now. When when I had Iowa against Penn State, I was like, like sure, I was going to lose that bet. And I, I kind of relatively loaded up. And that kid got hurt. The whole game changed. So I was lucky to win that, that week. I will never bet on Iowa again, okay? And I sure didn't bet on, th- on them this week. The Boilermakers beat them. And then a kid with the last name Long chugged a beer on the field. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. Good for the brand. Big, big weekend for the Longs, man. Rutgers guy, Chris Long, reinstated. <laughs> Paintball incident, reinstated. <laughs> good so, for him. Yeah, the, good, good for, for him. him. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. And, and the guy at, at Iowa, obviously. Uh, Purdue offensive lineman, Greg Long. Yeah, Greg Long. Greg. You Longs, you got you don't really come up with the creative first names. Just monosyllabic. Yeah. No, Waylon. Crazy, crazy with Kyle. Waylon, I broke. Oh no, Waylon. Yeah, you you broke the seal. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah, Luke. Yeah. I mean, there's a Luke Longley there. I was worried every time that I said my kid's name in full, I was going to think about Luke Longley. Nothing against him. Nothing against him. That would be a great thing. Yeah, Luke Longley, just, just big tall guy with red hair. Yeah, I made that uh that uh, Georgia-Kentucky line, yeah. pretty much whatever number I wanted. And um, thanks, for, thanks to Mark Stoops for calling timeouts with <laughs> no point to calling the timeouts and going in and scoring at the end. Got to uh, whatever the hell number I needed to get to. People were big mad at Mark Stoops for several reasons, mostly, mostly gambling-related. And then um, 
had a had a grand old time cheering on that over in Oklahoma TCU and that under in Ole Miss Tennessee. And we got to talk about Ole Miss. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We forgot the lane train. The lane train. Lane was getting loving, hit by projectiles. And loving every second of hey. it. Don't pretend for a second like he felt he was in danger. Oh hell yeah, he loved it, dude. Range balls. He's trolling. Bring on. Did you see his Ray Lewis quote he posted today? I didn't. Which do. I don't even know if that I can attribute that to Ray Lewis. It was like tough times don't laugh last tough people do yeah, kind of thing wayne gretzky said that yeah too. like <laughs> michael scott uh-huh. you know what i mean so yeah lane knows he's fucking around but i lent him some support i support lane kiffin i survived projectiles at charlotte i got ejected from a game and they threw a bottle at me jerk <laughs> guilty as charged man i punched a guy yeah with his face mask on but yeah, I survived that thing too. And they were raining spittoons and, and glass bottles down there. Man, it was like a it was it was a shit show. Lane kept his head up, caught a bottle. Yeah, mostly. Mostly caught it. I don't know if he completed the catch. Last thing I'll say about college football this weekend. Didn't make a football move. I think America realized there's a guy on Kentucky with six fingers on one of his hands. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. It's my guy. Could have been me if they didn't cut uh, my six finger off at Santa Monica UCLA Medical Center. So wherever you are, doctor, whoever did that to me, could have been me. You probably turned out differently because you would have been the, the six finger. Okay, you might not have had a, that high a motor. It might have had a lower motor. Yeah, I might have relaxed a little bit. Yeah, yeah. rested on so, your cool so six fingers. finger. Yeah, just so it makes that kid good, though. He plays hard and he's got 11 fingers. JJ Weaver. JJ Weaver. Hey, JJ Weaver, since you're listening, I had six fingers too, but um, I want to let you have the whole viral moment. Oh, by the way, game ball, Lamar Jackson. Not going to overthink it, guys, before we sign off. I'll give one to Dak Prescott. Sure. His career, when the game is tied in the fourth quarter overtime, 78.7% completion. 848 passing yards, nine touchdowns, zero interceptions. These two guys are football players, man. They're I, fucking football players, man. You want them on your team. I got that from a tweet. Oh. Um, if you want attribution, just type in the words I just said, and you'll find the guy you'll who tweeted it. That's a really... Well, hey, only so many hours in the day. Or apparently not. If you keep running the days together like we're doing right now, I reckon they're uh, limitless hours in the day. Y'all take care. I'm